0: you gotta have a concept you have a great concept you guys are doing it man and it's a it's an honor for me to just be you know a small rock man in your mountain i'm gonna pop a top in your honor mr doc walker
1: blessed us with his presence and now we want to welcome in our next special guest, Haley Skarupa. She's a three-time world champion in women's ice hockey and most recently won Olympic gold with Team USA. The
2: Caps Stadium Series is definitely my favorite, obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring you know our gold medals to, to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area and you could feel that there at that game
0: welcome to sports on the hill podcast hashtag dc sports without the politics with carol and robbie on true radio network
1: And welcome to episode 317 of Sports on the Hill podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Robbie. I'm here with a live uh, Caps game um, and a uh, live uh, baseball game. Uh, the Phillies are up for nothing in their playoff game uh, against the Diamondbacks. Uh, we've got a live uh, NFL football game, Monday Night Football. It's a 7-7 game. Uh, we've got a lot going on in the man cave. I'll show you real quickly. All the things that we've got going on. You can see we've got OBS there. We've got hockey live. Um, and we've got our um, uh, baseball split screen with uh, the uh, football game. So big shout outs to YouTube TV giving us a lot of opportunities for doing a lot of new things. Uh, we're trying out some new stuff over on Twitch tonight. Uh, we are live on Facebook. I'm going to be sharing that in just a second. I really appreciate it. We just got to a level three hype train. Oh, wow uh ginger dory just gave five gift subs uh, so we're uh was that it are we at the goal um uh we're at 19 so one more we'll hit our second goal so i really appreciate everyone for it um uh thank you for gifting to arun who will be on the show a little bit later on uh, mississippi um my friend adrian uh titan rising km who's probably watching this game right now which is casey um from uh, Hi, Facebook run. Um and Kalaska uh, just uh, got subbed through that as well. So um and people are saying welcome back, Anna, including Champ in chat. And, uh, uh, thank
2: you. So, Hi
1: uh, Champ. <laughs> I I'm I'm super happy to have Anna and Gil. We're doing a live watch along. You can see the score uh in the uh corner right now. Uh is uh 1416 left on my clock. I know that we're all watching at different times. Gil, what, how much time is remaining on your clock? I am curious. 1404. So 1404. Okay, so we're actually pretty much at the same. All right. So um, but maybe I'm at the beginning of a of a break and you might be at the end. So or uh, the other way around. Uh, but anyway, 2 2 in this game. Uh Power Play Point Podcast is joining us live. They had a wonderful first uh episode of the regular season uh last night. Uh I'll have Gil start to give uh an opportunity. Oh, that's a is that a trip? That's a hook?
3: uh it it uh it, uh, it well Whoa. it result the end result is a penalty shot which is being taken now as i'm speaking
1: yeah. um, I'll, I'll uh i will let will do this live because uh, he's ahead okay, of me so he's heading
3: towards the goal and Kemper stops him
1: nice i like it <laughs> now i can watch it myself um if only the <laughs> nhl let me show the replay live uh but uh that is why you're just getting a score bug big stop right there um that makes me happy that we're that close Gil. i was like afraid that we were quite a far yeah way away so um uh we've uh got a lot going on in, in tonight's episode again thank you so much for uh, all of the hype um and uh uh let's see right here uh we are so close um Subscriber count is still 19. Uh, we just need one more sub in the next four minutes or any time in tonight's show. Um, and we'll unlock the Sports OTHP special emote. We're already unlocked the Mew emote. Uh, thank you to my friend Ginger Dory for that. Uh, we were so excited. We're both big Lincoln Park fans. And today, Mike Shinoda came back to Twitch and graced us with showing us how to play his new song live on air, which was a pretty cool moment for a big Lincoln Park fan like myself. Um, so it's cool uh, that she's joining us live in chat. And thank you, everyone, for uh, being a part of the lively chat to begin with. Um, So uh, the game that we were watching started off pretty poorly, uh, two goals against, um, and uh, then uh, we scored the last two goals. Um, Anna, give us a scoring update in this game first, and then I'm going to let Gil give a quick little recap of what happened on the podcast. And while you do that, I'm going to share this to a couple of different groups.
2: Yeah, sure thing. I will say that that first period, it was just two goals by Calgary, and and. I think all of us who are sitting here watching this or even at the game uh Sherilyn <laughs> um the shot's oh, yeah, on goal. Big it's, shout
1: out to C4 who's at the yeah, game 100%. and may call in for a post game report if we can win this one so we'll She's see. She's awesome.
2: Um but we'll say I don't know like I, this is this is our big frustration um, on at least for me and I know I talked about it yesterday that uh the 60 minutes of hockey uh the last game, we saw it in the first period, and then nothing in the second and third. And this time, it's nothing in the in the first period, and now they're starting to kind of come back. So I'm waiting for them to find their balance and, and whatnot. So again, two goals uh, by Calgary, but shots on goal. Let's just stick with uh, 18 for Calgary and three for the Caps. What the hell? So let's hope that locker room time was a big old come-to-Jesus moment because... Coming into that second period, uh, we knew that there was going to be frustration with Koozie's penalties. They just seemed kind of scattered. You know, everyone wants to dump on Kemper, which I will not do. Um, But man, that second period, we could not have asked for a cooler moment at uh, 650 with Matthew Phillips scoring. I mean, oh my god, there's something about him that I'm just uh, we talked about it last week and oh, I love it. So he gets his first uh NHL goal at 650, assisted by Milano. Gil, yeah, I what, a, about this what
1: a great pass by Sonny Milano. Just <laughs> right on the tape and almost Milano, knocked it out of the air. Yeah. So Milano
2: being the boss <laughs> with some cookie sauce. <laughs> no, but okay, so yeah, just everything about that everything about it was like it was just fantastic and I was like I couldn't be happier for him his interview uh just you know intermission was was fantastic and that energy is Phillips is just going to be one to watch um and then we here we go to 954 Connor McMichael um another one people have been talking about he must have had like who knows what happened off season. um but holy crap, like here's here's exactly who we wanted on the Capitals. Like there's the speed, there's the the skill, he's playing everywhere, he's doing everything right, and he looks in the zone, he's grounded, like I'm pumped. So good for him, 954 scoring, assisted by Milano and Carlson. Uh, fantastic. So that's where we're at right now. And I also just want to point out, um, how about that pain train hit by Mr. Tom Wilson? don't know if you all saw it I, or
1: not i, 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 I saw it i, I didn't ah. i didn't get to see it but <laughs> I, i'm excited that it happened i oh. i was unfortunately putting my son to bed so i missed a lot of this game but um I, i've kind of watched the highlights through youtube tv yeah. but uh i'm happy that he's playing well i i brought all my we were doing so bad luck wise in the first period which i did get to watch so i brought down every jersey i have changed my (laughs) outfit did everything before i went upstairs to put the kids to bed and came back and it was tied to two. so i'm like yeah i don't know what worked but something worked so you know right
2: so but uh, it was a hell of a hit Gil. i you said you saw it oh yeah Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think, a- I think we saw it, felt it, heard it yeah. in all of the DMB. <laughs> so it was, it was nice to see Tommy come back and, um and a little frustrated with Koozie, but I think he also is frustrated, uh, but it's time to get his head in the game um and, and come back and do what he, we know what he can do. And uh, I kind of, I don't know, you got Backstrom, I don't know. It's just it's just now now we're seeing. Um I'm not gonna say it's perfect because it's certainly not, but we're definitely seeing plays that we wanted to see and passing that we wanted to see that was certainly was not the case in the penguins game, or certainly not the case in the first period. Yeah. Well, I have I'm
1: super thankful for my friends helping to complete the hype train and uh, got me to my uh, sub goal. So I had a mini subathon there. And I really I wanted to do it last month. And, um, you know, Twitch wasn't working for me for a couple of those episodes. And so I thought, you know what, I'll try it once again. And so one thing I didn't even let everyone know, but you've now unlocked Uh, The spooky theme next week, I'm going to do like pumpkins and cool graphics on Twitch um, and with different Pokemon and animated stuff that'll be popping in and out on the Twitch one uh, next week. So as a special thank you for doing that. Also, I'm going to try to make the new Mew emote for next week and then for Halloween, uh, the other app too. So one new emote a week. So thank you to the entire uh, Twitch community for coming together and supporting me in a big way. I really appreciate uh, everybody. Just want to give a quick little shout out to the people that gifted. Tina French. um, resubscribed um and also gifted and um uh, where is it uh so tina french gifted they've resubscribed uh, ginger dory gave five gifted subs my dad subbed with prime dc's people's champ uh resubbed as well for 22 months and carly resubbed for 30 months which is exactly as long as you've been able to resubscribe so i really appreciate her support for every month that we've done this show and then some um and uh
2: and- i wish i knew what you were talking
1: about <laughs> so basically a subscription real quickly but for anyone that doesn't know. But you're know.
2: excited and I'm excited for you. And, and I think it's fantastic that I'll, that everyone's out there supporting. And I'm like, my God, I wish.
1: You knew not what it was.
2: I just right. don't know what's going on, but it sounds like it's all... Amazing! And so real,
1: like- real fast. A subscription is basically um, an additional way to benefit the subscriber. They, they uh, you give five bucks, and uh, half of it goes to me, half goes to Jeff Bezos for making Twitch, and um, and it helps support the channel, which is huge. But it also awesome. gives them the ability to have these little graphic, these emojis that I've ha- I've drawn digitally and oh animated, gosh. and so they get to use them all through Twitch. So it's not only just on my channel, but everywhere. And so okay. a lot of people. Uh, i make a lot of fun pokemon ones and other themed ones and so people can use those wherever there's even a cute one of zach and one of a cute one of zara so my dad can now use those as well so oh, um,
2: okay so, no, i'm i'm excited like i said i'm excited yeah. for you i just
1: no it's a know, good question but yeah thank you <laughs> yeah it's funny because we have two very different audiences. You know, I have the Facebook Live audience, which is very knowledgeable about hockey and all these things. It's such a different D.M.V. ecosystem than our global audience, where there's people right now watching in probably ten different states, you know, on you know Twitch. And so that's such that's a, a cool, very different you know audience, and it's cool to be able to uh, hang out with both of them simultaneously. And I appreciate all the support that they've given. Uh, it's still two-two uh, with eight thirty-two left in the third. Um, Gil, real quickly, um, you didn't get a chance to talk about what you talked about on the podcast this week, but um, talk about going to this cancer charity event for just two seconds, you know, and and what that sort of meant to you. Um, And then you can also direct people to the latest podcast to talk more about that
3: um yeah i i we'll press for time so uh yeah i can't go into too much uh obviously i go into into it much deeper so be sure to catch this latest episode that we just recorded and posted yesterday um it was an event at the firm brewery that's spelled p-h-e-r-m brewery and it's in my neck of the woods in anne arundel county maryland in gambrels um is which is uh pretty close to where locker at craig lachlan actually lives it was a benefit benefit for the lachlan family foundation and um it, it's a brewery and it was uh well uh i think uh craig lachlan put out a beer i think like two years ago he did another one and and he's calling it Red Locktober. this is the souvenir puck that i got for purchasing a case That's um so cool. and uh yeah he, and he he signed it too so there, That's awesome. We that. see that. Yes, but uh, yeah, it's it's called Red Locktober. It's a it's another IPA beer. Um, go to the firm brewery uh, website if you want some details on it. Four different hop blends. Um, I, I will say it's the smoothest IPA I've ever tasted. I'm I'm not. I love beer, but I'm pretty far from a connoisseur. I'd say, but uh, if you like IPAs, it might be your thing. So uh, if you can make it down there, definitely uh, give it a go. Uh, give it a try, but yeah, the benefit was great. Um, got to meet Locker, of course, and Courtney and Linda Lachlan, and they spoke about the charity and why it's so important. And uh, yeah, it, what it means to me is uh, we, we've got quite a few listeners, um, not not the least of whom uh, both Anna and C4 that and and myself too that have gone you know, witnessed family members who had to go through cancer. Um, and the Lachlan Foundation, Family Foundation, what they do is they shine a light on the rare cancers. They don't get the grant money. They don't get all the big research money, and that's that's why it was created because Linda Lachlan was was stricken with stricken rather with a gynecological cancer, a rare form of that, that um, you know left her you know well she's still strong but you know left her with a sort of impaired ability to walk, and um, she still gets around just fine, but you know she's still strong but uh you know she just the lesson she learned from it was she wanted to make sure that hey there's other cancers out there that mm-hmm. need the attention of of the medical community and, and the world community for that matter so uh yeah it's a great benefit i had i had a lot of fun got uh, end up meeting up with some friends who went there as well uh but uh yeah i raised a ton of money obviously uh had had a lot of fun down there. And uh, yeah, we talk about it more in the podcast, but uh, yeah, check them out. It's So Lachlan Family Foundation, um, check out their website, check out Firm as well. Uh, it's a great place to uh, chill and have a few beers. They come out with a lot of craft beers every month or so. Uh, so yeah,
1: yeah, thank you. Yeah, and you did a great job describing the stories even more in depth uh, of some of your interactions and so people should definitely go check out the Power Play Point podcast. They also go over the game that we're unfortunately going to have to go over now. Well, I'll let Anna really quickly uh describe uh, this um, home opener to Pittsburgh and then we'll, we'll we'll just kind of move on from that.
2: We'll just go really quickly. We lost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> So, uh for nothing. And it really uh just uh, the fact that in the fir- in the first period so there were no goals and it was like okay and we look good and we came out and i think everyone was hyped the fans were the players were it was like you know it was time to see um what this roster was going to do with this, with the coach you know just everything um i don't know and then of course god i know people can't stand Sidney crosby i personally and gil nosis like uh a nauseating level how much I hate Malkin. so here you go of course second period um, he scores a 407 uh, so he scores and no like within less than four minutes here you go with Crosby scoring two power play goals two in the yeah. second period and then that ends going into the third. You get Riley Smith at 16.57. And here we are at the four zip loss. Um, it sucked. Shots on goal 35 to 19. Again, not our strength. Um, face-off percentage. That was my big kind of gripe last year. This wasn't as terrible it was 55 to 45%. Okay. But really, um not, not with this team, not in our house, <laughs> not, not, not what we wanted. And uh, it was, it was frustrating, frustrating, definitely to watch. I did see somebody post that they said that the ice was really bad, but I'm like, okay, you know, do we put it on the elements? Do we put it on the players? Do we put it on the coach? Do we put it on the fact that it's just the first game? Um, I don't know. It just, it Friday the 13th. So who knows? Maybe it was just a everything
1: i, I agree the scheduling guys did us no good i mean no good they, we had the longest wait till we get to the opening game we yep. have to then play our arch rivals who've already lost a heartbreaker game so they've got or they're in they're more game <laughs> they're in game shape too right yep. they've, you know been through it and riled up and then uh put us on a friday the 13th which doesn't seem lucky to begin with and just like uh, i don't know um what were your thoughts on this game gail
3: Uh, Well, I mean, it was just like Anna said, they they started started like a house of fire and uh, it was great to see Uh, it it made you believe, okay, maybe maybe the season won't be as bad as a lot of folks out there are making it out to be. And um, and then the the wheels came off two minutes into uh, the the second period. And. Yeah, it, it was just it was just awful, and I think it just came down to. Pittsburgh figured out what they needed to do and the caps just could not come up with an answer for it. And there, there you were. And, uh, I just, I, I just wish they had put out more of something more of an offensive effort. The last two periods, um, I think would have made everybody feel better, but like we said on the podcast, 19 shots, like Anna just said, not going to get it done. Not good. Uh
1: Yeah, not good at all. I've added a Lily cam live to both Facebook and Twitch um, because I thought she was very cute. Um, And Yeah, it's uh, this game is coming down to the wire. Uh it's 554, third period. Uh it's still 2-2 game. Um, you know, we'll have 15 minutes to sort of uh break down the rest of this. Hopefully it'll finish in that time period in a positive manner. Um, yeah, you know, so the caps right now, at least on my screen, are in the um uh flames zone. And uh we're we're taking an offensive draw uh here. And uh unfortunately we lost that draw. Uh, and the flames uh, corral and get it out of the zone. So we'll uh, monitor uh, this game uh, more. But I really appreciate everyone for tuning in on both uh, platforms. If anyone has any questions, live on Facebook or live on Twitch, they can always ask us in the chat. Uh, you can also use your channel points to play fun games, uh, catch Pokemon, uh, and stuff like that. A couple of the emotes I've uh, seen in the commands aren't working. Enough for that. Uh, when I update all the emotes next week. Uh but I appreciate everyone for ju- joining in and being a part of this lively conversation. Again, it's 2-2. Um and uh it's
2: I'm five ready for minutes. I'm so, ready for so. Tom Wilson to score. I'm I'm just I'm ready. I'm yes. ready for let's see it. Let's let's go 43 because it's your time. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I agree. Um Gil, Gil, who do you think is gonna be the hero if we have one tonight? Who are you who are you gunning for? um oh, sure. yeah oh she's already had
3: uh some great chances um i think it'll be uh him uh or perhaps wilson uh uh he's he's set the tone physically i think i think that's going to be the difference is is uh gosh i mean the, the the caps seem to be lacking some identity they need to go back to a little bit to their heavy game that they used to play a lot more of one you know two three years ago and um i think wilson will lead the way in that uh he sort of had to tone it down a bit but yeah you might see him in there but uh, like i said oh already had some chances um uh ovechkin uh he's kind of been kind of in the background it, it's hard to say i think him and backstrom are kind of more kind of setting things up if that you know makes any sense so um That's i'm kind okay. of waiting. I'm kind of waiting for them to, you know, kind of crash the net too, but it's, it's going to come out to some sort of all out physical effort to, to put this over the top. So I can't wait to see who decides to, uh, push that.
1: Yeah. Um, Getting nervous in this game. We're down to four minutes. Uh, I'm just happy that the shots climbed back up. It was uh, a difficult, um, you know, for a while, but Calgary's put up 38 shots or 22. Um, And that's kind of an issue in the last game too. Um, And uh, I just want to get some of Gil's thoughts on that.
3: Yeah, I, I was, uh, I didn't think this would be an issue. Um, If you saw some of the preseason games, Um, a lot more skating, a lot more puck movement that led to more shots on goal. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a matter of getting used to the the line combinations and, you know, getting to know each other's tendencies. Um, everybody got scrambled around. I think coach Carberry is going to try and stay with, uh, some, some solid combinations. Although, uh, right now, if I had my druthers, I would say, um, you love you love to see them together for nostalgic purposes, but the, the combination of Ovi and Backstrom, hmm, you might want to break those two up. Uh, might want to give uh more first line time to Strome. Uh let him center uh Ovechkin and uh uh Milano or Wilson or some kind some combination of winger that uh can either play along the boards and and or you know get the puck moving. Um so it might be time to consider that if they can't generate more offense. Uh, I tell you what, the scoring chances they are generating—they're—they're um, they're pretty exciting. Um, They—they're uh, they're finding the man in front when they decide to crash the net. It's just for some reason they're too few and far between. Um, so they just have to find some consistency. And again, it goes back to knowing who you're playing with. And I think once once they can figure out get their feet under them that way. I think you're going to see a lot more offense generated.
1: Yeah. I hope so. I, I, I'm not, I don't know about these line combinations. I haven't been convinced you know by them yet, but it takes some time to gel and I don't know how long you let it sit for, or you just try a bunch of different things you know, early in the season. And, uh, vision to see, you know, what the coach ends up doing, you know, with that. Cause this team is fairly similar to the team that they had last year. They have a couple of different players, but, um, you know it's gonna be interesting to see how much he gets out of it One weird thing that I've just was thinking about is this coach is not that many years older than Ovechkin, and so I'm just curious how that you know dynamic will play out in the locker room. I know that ovechkin you know seems to have you know um you know praised for him so far or whatever but uh it, it's definitely a different situation than a lot of the coaches he's had through his career and um uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh that plays out fortunately calgary uh drew a tripping penalty i think or a hook i, I wasn't sure one of, it was a stick i was tripping by the aforementioned tom wilson uh so unfortunately he's not in the uh game right now uh to get anna's uh, game-winning goal uh, so uh we've got to kill this now minute 34 left uh just about three minutes left in the third period uh, so we'll be interesting to see uh, how we do. And welcome on in, Andy, and thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. We got a lot of people uh, in chat. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, game just went final with the Columbus Blue Jackets 4 0. Uh, Scorebot is letting me know a bunch of these different things. New Jersey ah. Devils, um, also uh, scored, they trailed the Panthers uh 3 4 with 2.23 left in the third period. And that one uh, again, the game is tied in the football game at 7 7. Uh, and Philly is still up for nothing in their baseball game. So a lot of games going on tonight. We're uh, monitoring live and sports in the Hill podcast, but I really appreciate everyone for tuning in and being a part of the show. Um, and where can I catch Gil's podcast? That's a great question. Uh, actually, if you check out the uh, link notes, uh, uh, this was from Troy um, uh, asking the question. In the link notes uh, on the podcast on Facebook, it actually has uh, the PowerPoint podcast uh, information and links. But I will also do the Gil command uh, live in chat. And then um, I think Anna's command also works. Uh, and they both oh, will command. make. Um, <laughs> the uh when you do a comment, you do exclamation point and then something and then something will happen live on twitch either exactly. a bot, either a bot will do it or a graphic will appear in this case a bot is actually explaining all about your podcast right now while a picture is appearing live on air yeah, uh, that's so crazy so, um and uh so. although
2: i i may just use that anna command <laughs> as uh as part of our show go
1: there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um but the gill command does state uh his, you can find him on twitter uh or x or whatever you want to call it this week uh blue liner 98 there uh and then the power play point podcast uh is what you should search on all podcasting platforms but if you go to bit.ly power play point podcast all with capital p's um it'll take you uh, to the page you also go to sports.thp.com click our podcast podcast partners button. It's a lot of piece. uh And um, you can find all of the information there as well as um, uh, we have uh, Team Sports OTHP links uh, that has all of Gil's information, all Anna's information, their Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters and all that and then uh, you can, while you're there you can also get all Champ Champ's stuff uh, who's live in chat with us as well um, and you get all of his information um, and all of our hosts actually so um, go definitely check that out uh, the No Spots podcast uh, we'll talk to him about that a little bit 123 left in this third period still 2-2, we have killed that Penalty, uh, which is important to note. Um, and uh, Philly just scored another run to go up five nothing in that game. And my dad is saying, Go, Phillies, basically the national team north, which he's not wrong. Uh, the you know, both the two best players right now on the team are Bryce Harper and Ray Turner. yeah, so you know, um, I'm not going to say this too much to Carol, but I'm rooting for them. I was a Phillies fan. Long before I was a Nationals fan, and when I went to college there, I rooted for them in the 08 uh, World Series, uh, and they were kind of my National League team until the Nationals came uh, into, uh, you know, their own a little bit later, kind of when Jason Wirth uh, joined the team, and they stopped having 100 loss seasons. uh. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a podcast about them, which also changed. Uh, But I still do have some love for the Phillies, even though that kills Carol to hear. Um, So it's 2-2, 20 seconds left in the third here. They're um, digging for it in the corner. Uh, The Flames are trying to put another puck on net. Uh, The Caps corral that, get it out. Um, Tom Wilson gets the line. Six seconds left. Uh, They kind of get stymied over on the circle. uh, One and zero. And it looks like at least we're going to get our first point of the season as we go to overtime. And just a reminder to our listeners and viewers, overtime in hockey is once again a three-on-three overtime, uh, which is uh, quite a fast-paced and crazy adventure for five minutes. And if there is no score change, it goes to a shootout, which Gil hates and I hate as well. So, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, um, vomit. <laughs> so um, anyway, we're hoping that it doesn't go to that, but I'll take the W no matter how we get it tonight. Uh, so we'll, we'll continue to hope for that. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm gonna turn off the score bug while we're on a commercial break. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring it back with information. So what I'll probably end up doing here um, is Anna? I'm gonna let you kind of um uh get to go watch the end of it. I know you need to get close because you don't have your glasses <laughs> on, and um <laughs> uh and I'm gonna probably ask Gil if you wouldn't mind you know sticking around through overtime and I'll probably have uh hurt on in just a couple of minutes. We'll switch and then I'll bring you back on to give the result of the the thing at 10 if you're if you're okay with that. Um, and, yeah, I can do uh, that that would be awesome and uh so if anything happens in overtime we'll obviously break that in i just we only have 5 minutes left of this segment so i just want to quickly look ahead uh to the week ahead um uh, we haven't had many commercial breaks um and uh so um just pulling up the capital schedule right now and so their next game is going to be against the ottawa senators it's a seven o'clock game on wednesday and then on saturday we go to montreal and it's also a seven o'clock so it's a little canadian road trip and then we come home next tuesday uh to play toronto continuing our canadian trifecta and um i I don't know much about Ottawa and Montreal this year. So I'm going to defer to Gil. What are your thoughts on those two Canadian teams and this uh, road trip this week?
3: Um, Ottawa had a major pickup in the free agent market and, uh, and they got uh, uh, Victor Tarasenko. Um, uh, And um, yeah, he's already, uh, he's already uh, got, um, I think, well, at least one goal that made the highlight reel that I saw. Uh, So uh, they're not, they're not uh yesterday's senators for sure they're going to be a tough out uh they're going to battle for uh one of the last playoff spots i think so this this is not going to be an easy game uh montreal still kind of foundering um but i don't think they're going to be easy either but um that that's probably uh, their best chance for the win this road trip and um yeah but they got some pretty good young players as well so uh, like i said that's not going to be easy and then toronto well we know what they are but they did something of a retooling over the summer uh dropping some some big names and uh, getting a little bit tougher with ryan reeves um and so a bit of a different look for them but of course they got still got austin matthews who wow he's already got six goals this year and uh yeah so there's there's still as much of the juggernaut as they always are so um yeah it, it's going to be an interesting week uh see how they prepare and, and and come out but you know the games aren't played on paper they're played on the ice so
1: yeah is this right that that tuesday game is a six o'clock game
3: That's... uh so tuesday oh the um it's on espn um yeah uh
2: they going 24... up against baseball is that why
3: that yeah. could be why because it's on espn and, and the plus so uh that's probably to accommodate baseball i would think i think you're right i think you're right anna
1: yeah so that's interesting so set your clocks that's gonna be a hard game to watch especially because i do karate at six o'clock with zach um so uh, i bet you get a kick out of that (laughs) right
2: exactly okay i
1: I was waiting for it um (laughs) so um uh, let me, I, I see uh, we got hurt in the wings. I'm going to stop my Lily cam for a little bit. Um, and uh, so uh, I appreciate hurt for jumping on it. Overtime, we got three minutes left to overtime. and was three on three hockey. Calgary's only put up 39 shots to our 22. Uh, we're trying to uh, find a way to score here. We're kind of buzzing in the zone um and uh uh Anna any final thoughts on the two uh, we'll we'll talk about the two games that are you know coming up first the the Senators uh game and then the uh uh, Montreal game do you have any thoughts on either of those
2: unfortunately I don't I don't really I feel like it's so early in the season that I'd like to you know see a little bit more from from all teams to see like who's who seems like they're just gonna run away with it at some point Um but I as always respect Gil's opinions and I will just say ditto
1: cool awesome <laughs>
2: Anna anything you want
1: to let us know about before we let you go
2: no <laughs> Okay. I got
1: nothing. Yeah, nothing. Well, anyway, you can definitely check Anna out on the Power Play Point podcast. Again, links at uh, the podcast partners button, or you can click on uh, Team Sports at THP and read Anna's bio. it Anna has all of her links there as well. Um, and I will do her command again. And uh, so you can definitely you. check her out on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Knox 49 on Twitter and, or X and Aquanox49 on Instagram. Um, and I do pick-
2: Instagram more than, than the Twitter stuff because I haven't been on it in a while. Yes,
1: that's fine. That's so okay. go, go with Instagram. Um, and and I'm so happy you're back. It's the first time we've had you yeah, on thank the show you. in months. So um, I uh, we hope to have you uh, back on as often as you can give us. It might not be every week, but I know uh, you're always welcome here any week that you have available.
2: I appreciate that. And let's hope for a win. Maybe, maybe my time is going to pull through. If not, I will, at this point, I don't care. I just want to win.
1: Yes, I agree. agree. All
2: right. Well, Gil, I will talk to you uh, soon and have a fantastic show and champ. So awesome. I'm not seeing you on here right now, but um, it's always fun to say hi.
1: Yes, Champ is actually in line and wait as a moderator, uh, and he'll be joining us at the 10 o'clock segment uh, right after the Hurt segment right now. But thank you so much. And uh, Gil, I'll also have you jump off camera just for a few minutes and we'll bring you back with the, the results after this next segment.
3: OK. Um, all right. Night, Anna. Good night.
1: All right. So I'm going to do um, uh, our, our changing of our graphics up on the screen and we're going to bring in Hurt, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Eh.
4: Eh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm 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 much like Washington's uh, defense. I'm very inconsistent.
1: <laughs> I, I thought you'd be happy. I mean, I it's just so weird to me that we could lose to the Bears, right? And we go it could be on this three game losing streak and then we go to Atlanta, where correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Atlanta had lost all season at home and we pulled right. out a i think a pretty good win i mean there were some moments where i had question marks or whatever on the team but uh you know we did we did the thing we came away with a w on the road which you know a lot of people um didn't have uh although a lot of people in our group uh, Pickham, did and uh, i saw you made some big moves this week in Pickham uh and champ and um uh, uh, you know, is uh, doing really well. And also Sith is crushing it this uh, week. Uh, but yeah. it's a really, a really interesting week, you know, for, I thought the Giants might actually pull that off last night. You know, the Eagles end up losing uh, to the Jets for the first time in their franchise history. Um, you know, just some interesting games this week, but that, that's important. And we're kind of hate watching the Cowboys right now, who unfortunately I believe have a 10, a seven lead in this game uh but hopefully they'll be able to crumble cuz if they are then it's a it's a big week for us to sort of get back you know against some of these teams. Uh I agree that it's a little middling but the defense showed up when it was uh when they needed to. So what are some of your thoughts on that?
4: I feel better about the loss in Philadelphia. I feel better about the loss to Philadelphia than I did the victory against Atlanta. Hm. Because When we lost to Philadelphia, I I really was able to hang my hat on the way the offense was moving and the game planning. I'm like, okay, we just lost to the better team, but you know, maybe now it's no more of us playing up or down to our competition. Maybe it's just us doing our own thing. Then we went out against the Bears and got smacked. I'm like, okay, well, that's dead. Even with that, I picked us to beat Atlanta. But they just didn't want to win that game. They really let them hang around. They really played conservative. You could tell when they were playing for a field goal and when they were playing for a touchdown. We didn't see enough screen passes. It's just, there were some head scratchers. And Sam was doing everything he could. The drop passes are becoming an issue. I was talking to um, Hub, Big Hub, um, this week. And he was like, is our receiving core overrated? Did we come into this season thinking that we had Jahan Dotson, who might be as good or close to Terry, and Diami Brown, who was just about to have a breakout year? And in the end, is Curtis Samuel our best receiver? Like, what's going on? It's it's you no know, Terry's still Terry, and he really proved that. But they really did not stoke confidence in me going forward. I don't look at this as a team that's going to easily beat the Giants. I don't look at this as a team that can beat the Cowboys. I look at this as just a team. And it depends on how our defense feels like playing. I don't know what the hell is happening with Del Rio not wanting to call blitzes, even though when he calls some great things happen, except for that one time. I don't know what's up with Chase over pursuing and getting his hands on the quarterback, but not sacking them. I don't know what's up with the offensive line looking like the worst line of all time. But then when the stats come back, it says things like, um, Lucas didn't have any, not Lucas, whoever it was, it was the Leno, Lucas, whichever one it was, he didn't give up a single pressure all game. I don't know what's going on with that line. People are saying that Sam Howell's holding the ball too long. But he's near the top of quick releases. I don't understand what's going on with this team.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, it is kind of head-scratching because I do watch the games. So at no point do I feel very confident in it. And I just – I thought the defense was supposed to carry the offense. And the offense looks good at sometimes, but then late in games, yeah, they kind of don't score when we need them to. And then the defense kind of bails us out. So it's just this, kind of this weird – dynamic where it's like no side is really leading the charge you know so to speak you know so you don't really know our identity are we a defense or a run team or we pass team are we it's just there's a lot of question marks and ultimately i think the thing that um uh is universally true for us is our special teams when our special teams is good Yeah, we actually end up winning a lot of games, Um, you know, and it sucks to have to rely on like a trust way and a punting. I mean, especially in that Eagles game, I feel like he had his worst punt of the season and it led to them winning that game. Right. And then meanwhile, he punts great in these other games and, you know, we win. Um, And it's a weird dynamic but That and field goal kicking is clutch. You know, uh, we really rely on our special teams in a way that was kind of surprising to me.
4: I mean, three interceptions. Without all three of those interceptions, we don't beat Atlanta.
1: It's true. We had
4: to have all three of them, and two of them were really ridiculous throws. One was a great play, but two of those interceptions were ridiculous throws. Without those two ridiculous throws, we do not win this game.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I, I wanted, uh, We just got a goal in the shootout. It has gone to the shootout. Uh, so i do want to do a little uh, a goal graphic to appear on the screen uh, for that and we're watching a crazy ending to this caps game uh live uh, on air it's it's cool the caps are back um and it's a uh big save there um uh, to um keep it at one nothing in the shootout so we'll, we'll give a little more of an update in a few minutes on that let's um talk about this upcoming couple of weeks. Uh, It's kind of a big pivotal point in the schedule in a lot of ways uh, for the um, Commanders. This next game is against the Giants, and the Giants always play us tough. It's never an automatic W. This game is uh, at the Meadowlands on Sunday at 1 o'clock, and then we've got Philadelphia at home the following week, and then we go to New England. And in my mind, if you can win two out of those three and end up, you know, at 5 and 4... That would be pretty good. Um, New England is able to be beat this year. The Giants are able to be beat this year. But the thing is, is we play down to our opponents a lot. So I don't know what sort of team we're going to get from us. So we-, we could just break down the Giants game because you only have a few minutes left. But overall, what are your thoughts on the Giants and then, you know, how that will lead to the upcoming games? If Daniel Jones
4: is the QB, it's an easy victory. If Tyrod Taylor is the QB, we're losing that game. I- That's just where it is. If Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback for the Giants, it's a problem. It's a whole nother game. I don't know. We're not good against mobile quarterbacks. We've shown that. Mobile quarterbacks move around on us. They negate our our blitz. We have to play contain and our defensive linemen aren't that good at containing. So if Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback, that Giants game can go either way. Daniel Jones is the quarterback. That's an easy victory. Um, New England, I think that's a victory no matter what. Um, they're, not, they're not doing the thing. New England's not New England. And this is Bill Belichick's last year. Um, who's the other team?
1: Uh, it's the, uh, Philadelphia is the team in between them. So we have to have them at home, which has not proven to be, you know, we haven't had a huge home field advantage so far, you know?
4: I I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, they've also proven it can be beaten. We we had them dead to rights, and we you know played bitch ball, and that's why we lost to them. I mean, we could blame Tressway, but ultimately it was the uh, the play calling in overtime that cost us the game against Philadelphia.
1: Um, I I just want to quickly let everyone know the Caps did win in the shootout, one nothing. So. Uh, I'm I'm happy that we finally got our first win of the season, only in our second game, but it is a better taste in my mouth after we lost to Pittsburgh to start it. Um, I I have been doing your commands in chat. Uh, People should definitely go check out Hurt. Um, you know, he does a great, uh, podcast, uh, called, uh, life versus lymphedema. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. The link is in, uh, the Facebook, uh, links section. It's also live in chat on Twitch right now. Um, it'll also be shared when we share out the podcast. Uh, it's a really, a great, uh, little show he's doing over there. Let her, let people know, uh, what, what you're up to right now and, uh, anything else you want to shout out?
4: Um, my super, super secret project that I'm not allowed to talk about is wrapping up right now. So the next two weeks, I ask, if anyone's wondering why I haven't been updating my Life versus Lymphedema page, it's because right now all of my filming is obligated to this one project I'm working on. Um, and uh, we're actually having some negotiations about that because I'm told they don't want me to update my Life versus Lymphedema page until my project is over, which can't happen. So we we're going to sit down and have that conversation later on this week. Um,
1: But that's kind of where I'm at. They want you to go dark for months and so you can't grow the channel in that time. No, no, no,
4: no. no. They want me to go dark for eight months. They want me to go dark until July of next year when my project becomes public to everybody. Right. And uh, that's absolutely not going to happen. But um they don't want me talking about what's happening right now on my site which I have done before I did talk about like you know I gave away a little bit of what was happening yeah and um we're just having negotiations about that now about how to move forward where everybody trusts everybody
1: we're also having
4: compensation issues but that's that's not that's not for this right here um, but yeah that's kind of what i've been up to um you know i took a, a social media sabbatical with uh the death of banks and um i'm kind of over that now i'll be back with toxic tuesday tomorrow because you know my dating life is um interesting to say the least i'll be talking about that in depth tomorrow on facebook And I will do some type of update on life versus lymphedema in the next week or so.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let us know. We're always here to shout out whatever you can shout out. And um, uh, you know that I'm a huge supporter of you and your transformation uh, and everything that you've done. Um, And you've been such a huge member of our podcast, our very first producer, the person who helped get us started. Um, And uh, so uh, you've always been a big part of the true radio network that we uh, try to live on through our show and champ show and other shows as well so uh thank you for being uh, the pillar of this community and a good friend to me and so many and uh, uh i hope that uh, whatever you want to get resolved out of that dispute you get and uh you deserve it and uh, uh we'll we'll see if they agree with me or not <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll be seeing real soon yeah Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for your time as always and uh we'll see you um maybe next week or whatever you got the time. All right, later on. All right, later. All right, with that I'm going to bring in Gill and we I I you know, I know you don't like the shootout, but um you know, we made it happen. I'm going to change up the um uh graphics real quickly um and go back to um our NHL graphics uh package and um so, Gil, uh, explain to people who couldn't watch live uh, what happened in uh, this uh, shootout.
3: Uh, yes. So they had uh, Koozie uh, start with that in the number one slot. And uh, he did what he's been doing for over a year now. He took it in real over the line. <laughs> Release shot real fast and slipped it by the goalie. And so the Caps took a one nothing lead in the shootout. Um, ah, God, I, I think Huberto was Calgary's first shooter. And uh, you, I, I, I was listening in the background. Uh, you caught that first shot. Uh, Kemper made a, a pretty good pad save on that one. Uh, Backstrom was the next shooter and uh, Markstrom got that one. So still one nothing. Um, I, I I'm blanking on the second shooter for Calgary, but uh, Kemper. I think that one went wide, if I'm not mistaken, or Kemper got a piece of it. I think that was the one where Kemper got a piece of it, and uh, then Ovi was the final shooter. Um, and he tried to go, uh, glove side, uh, after a deep move, almost got it. Had he lifted it about maybe a couple inches, he would have gotten it, but, um, it was stopped by Markstrom and then, uh, Calgary's final shooter was Nazem Kadri, Uh, and, uh, I think he was the one that put it wide of Kemper. And, right. uh, I, I, I hope everybody was watching, uh, Kemper celebration after that. Uh, He did. uh, I don't know if anybody out there is a Brazil soccer fan, but uh, if you are, maybe you remember a guy used to play for the national team named Bebeto, who uh, after he uh, and his wife had their first child, he he celebrated his first national team goal after that by doing this, which uh, is cradling a baby. And it's exactly the motion that Kemper did uh when he stopped that final shot um he did the, it for
1: his newborn right he, he just did had it for a his baby. newborn just he had, had it up, right a baby this week and so yep. um it says here tj oshi may have had the second shootout shot is that possible no oh, you know what um that would have made more sense to backstrom if he's available i
3: could have sworn it was backstrom but you know what maybe it was oshi
1: um because it says um Humidor was saved, and the other two says it was missed, at least according to Yahoo. Um, Um, Sargonovich was was the miss, and Kadri was the other miss, and then Ovi was the miss. So I... But I don't know. Uh, I'll let you uh, figure that out. But uh, and Bula Acoustic in chat. It says, Bebeto, great scorer. Um, Bula is actually from Brazil. So we have somebody live watching us. (laughs) He's a huge soccer fan from Brazil. So I'm happy we were able to get that uh, in there. So um, uh, he's a World Cup in 1994. And in fact, that was the World Cup that was here that my dad, who's in chat, took me to um awesome. right that, yeah that was the one that was uh, yeah BC. that was it's, the one uh, yeah yeah so uh all full circle i don't think i've ever told you Bulla, that i went to um some games in that world cup in 94 uh, which is really cool and uh so it's a nice full circle a moment so i'm super happy uh, that we were able to win it doesn't matter if it was uh tj or nick that missed but um either way i'm happy it wasn't you you were right. It
3: was Oshie who took the second shot. For some yeah. reason, I thought it was Backstrom, but it was it was Oshie who took it, and and it was uh, a straight save by by Markstrom. Um, it was Govic, Yegor Govic who took the second shot for Calgary. That was the one that missed. Oh, that missed impar- uh, apparently as well as did the last one by Kadri. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kemper, I thought stood pretty tall in this one uh and uh great great win even though it had to go you know the full distance but yeah great win great first win nice to get that one out of the way
1: yeah for sure um our time is short so I'm just gonna say thank you to you Gil for uh breaking this down we did have a power play opportunity in overtime that'd be remiss to you know not mention uh obviously that didn't convert for us. And that's why I went to the shootout, but I was happy that some momentum shifted with it. And also they were able to, ever since I changed my outfit, never let another goal in, even in the shootout. So, you know, I clearly needed uh, to do that outfit change uh, to get some, uh, juju going in the right direction but Gil, i appreciate you breaking down as always um you know maybe we'll see call in later and give us her opinion live at the game uh but if not we'll have her maybe next week and maybe even anna and you join us um for this uh great segment so i really appreciate your time as always and everyone go check out the power play point podcast thanks as always robbie have a good night all right thank you all right with that we're gonna go back to football um and uh we're gonna change out our graphics one more time and we're gonna bring in DC's People's Champ and Dujanay. Um and uh we will talk a little bit about some of those things. So we'll go back to the NFL graphics package and uh awesome. I'll bring in champ first. Champ, how are you doing
5: tonight? I'm I'm doing well. Uh victory Mondays is always a good time on this podcast when we win, uh though it was kind of a struggle. For this victory, but it was a victory nonetheless. So I'm semi happy.
1: Yes, for sure. And uh, Champ joins us and he's also a member of the True Radio Network with the No Spots Podcast and so everyone should go check it out. He had a great episode uh, this past week. He now does his uh, filming on Sundays. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show but I uh, just want to give him a shout out for having a great show uh, and uh, talking about some issues that he doesn't always address in his final thoughts and we'll talk about that in our final thoughts of this show as well but uh, I really appreciate some of the sentiment of some of that. But uh, next up we got Dujanae Bland who uh now a seasoned podcaster uh, with his new show the not bland show uh going through with uh uh, i think you had episode three this past week is that right and uh i think you had carol on this episode is that right yes nice and so we did have a carol sighting in the podcast world uh (laughs) and so uh i did i did enjoy uh have you know watching him on your show this week and uh he actually also put a clip of that on his youtube channel as well and um Uh, But how are you doing today, Dijoné? Man,
0: I'm doing good. You know, Washington wins, and, you know, it's not the prettiest, but you'll take that win. Uh, And uh, three and three is always nice.
5: The Not Show, the best podcast out there, not named the No Spots podcast. I'm just playing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate it.
1: Yeah we got no spots and not bland right so you know um yeah it's, it's an interesting uh, combination um we uh, i'm just quickly giving a scoring update it is still 10-7 in uh, this uh, Dallas game unfortunately Dallas is still winning uh Philly is winning in the baseball game 5 to 2 now uh with two men on um and uh so we're in the uh top of the seventh inning I think that's what it says um and uh so we'll be monitoring both of those games uh throughout the rest of the evening but I'll start off with you uh um what are your thoughts on uh, the defense uh being able to stand tall in some key moments and sort of the up and down play on both sides of the ball that we saw uh, throughout the day
0: Uh, defense made some plays you know getting those interceptions were crucial um, I still don't like the fact that you allowed over 400 yards of offense. Uh, that's, that's still not good. Um, you know, against a good football team. I don't know if they come away with that win uh, because I think uh, more seasoned quarterback finishes possibly the fact of the matter is they were able to come up with some interceptions and those things were key. Um, thought the special teams played by Jamison Crowder was huge. Um, really played a big role in the, in the field position. And uh, offensively, um, you know, they had a lot of short fields. They took advantage of those, which is important. Um, and you still got some growing pains with your quarterback, but at the end of the day, I think Sam, Howe looks the part is the part. He's just got to learn some nuances and become a little bit quicker at times uh, with either, throwing an incompletion and getting it out, just throwing it out of bounds uh, or uh, letting that clock go off and actually taking off and getting some uh, positive yards.
1: Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I was happy to see the defense came through in the end, but there's just like, we, we don't know how to take control over a game and like, just really solidify it. Like all teams have chances to come back on us. Like it's not, there's nothing comes easy uh you know for a commanders fan like i'm always nervous to the very end like uh even when we're playing well uh you know three i'm happy that the turnovers are starting to finally come for this team because it's something we talked about that um it needs to happen and in games where it doesn't happen it's just really hard for us to generate enough because the way that our defense is kind of set up it like it's kind of like bend don't break you know where yeah. we're allowing a lot of yards but then we're trying to pick it off at the end you know or right. force a fumble or try to you know get a change of possession and at, you're playing with fire and like it's it's a difficult situation to put our you know selves into and uh but our offense needs to also not do 3 and outs on key drives and just give them some time to rest cuz the defense can play really well but when they're just keep on getting back out there it's just really difficult
0: well I know people say that all the time, and I, I, I'll use the Jets as an example. Um, we were, there was a 10-3 ball game or a uh, 13-10 ball game between the Browns and the 49ers, and those defenses were battling back and forth. It came down to the end. So, sure, you don't want your defense out there, but there's times that your defense has just got to harvest their nuts and do their job. Um, you know, you don't condition over training camp for nothing. Um, and we watch teams do this all night long. I mean, this Monday night game right now, 7-7 ball game all the way until the end of the, the uh, you know, the half there. And defenses are playing ball, doing what they got to do to get the offenses off the field. So I, I don't really blame the personnel, so to speak, with Washington. Again, my blame lies with coaching. Um, the bottom line is, is that you got to be more aggressive, I don't think that uh, this dropping guys again, you, you got Cody Barton covering somebody again, Jamin Davis in a bad position, uh, getting picked and looked silly by Pitts at least once. Um, it's not those guys fault. It's how you design and how you scheme. And the scheme to me just isn't well And this in the, the stats prove that I mean, they they've given up 100 and they given up 422.7 yards in the last 3 games. That's dead last. Like you know, it you're giving up on average 377 yards. And you got several number one picks all the way across the board. I mean, we can look at it and if you know football and you're looking at this defense, it's not that hard to figure out. They're not moving any guys around. And I'll, I'll touch on what Hurt said about um, Chase Young going up the field. I've been saying that since he started here. He's got to learn to have a second move. He's got that old school Washington Redskins, Bruce Smith, rush up the field right past the quarterback and leave a running lane. Um, he does that too many times. And he's got to learn to do and, and hold, hold the, the, the contain a little bit better and turn inside. Get him and uh, do something different. But going up the field just hasn't been working for him. But, um, yeah, not, not, enough, not enough creativeness in that front seven. I think you've got enough on the back end to take care of business. And if you're getting pressure, that ball comes out a lot quicker, makes your cornerbacks look a, a lot better. Um, I, I see teams getting by with corners that are less than what we have. Uh, bottom line is is if your front seven's getting home and they're being disruptive, there's no reason to have to worry about your back end because they're not having to cover very long. But this team on several occasions, especially on third downs, and a lot of times on third and long, they're having to cover for more than seven seconds. So of course somebody's gonna be open. Can't blame them at all. Um, that scheme. So uh you you guys know how I feel about Jack and um you know, the stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Uh, yeah, they got a couple of interceptions in, in that Atlanta game. But again, I think if you saw me tweet earlier in that game. It was time to put him on a on a plane to his house. And I still believe that.
1: Yeah, I. It's interesting because I just got saved by all those interceptions. I just don't know how many weeks you can you know, rely on that happening. You're not um, going to do that
0: against the Giants. I can tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Chip, I want to get a couple of your quick thoughts on uh, some of this, uh, what uh, DJ was talking about.
5: One of the crazy things about this game is that you have a, D, uh, a secondary that's going up against three or four receivers that are at least six foot two inches tall. So you had a bunch, a couple of pretty tall receivers against some very undersized uh, DBs and Drake London killed us. He freaking killed us. You understand me? He killed us. Like Drake London ended up with nine catches on 12 targets for 125 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, so that's a good thing. But he killed us in terms of making some big plays. And I mean, it's it's just it's just interesting to see how. All facets of the game on all sides of the ball, offense, defense were both up and down. Special teams gave us a spark, especially with the Jamison Crowder big return on the plant that led to a touchdown pat that led to a touchdown, uh, which was a was a big big thing for, for this team. But I think that <clears throat> honestly, EB and, and uh Jack Del Rio, they got to get it together in terms of their. Coaching strategy and their game planning because and making adjustments because they're clearly something is not right when offensively they can do somewhat good. And defensively, they can do somewhat good. And because Atlanta's not that good of a team, they're able to win. But against a team like the Eagles, they were able to hang in with the Eagles and Even though they lost, they still was able to hang in. I don't like the idea that this team could be playing down to certain opponents and try to play up to others. They should be playing consistently on the same level with everybody because that gives them the best chance of winning games, honestly. And I think that's what we saw with this game. We saw that with the Bears game where it looked like they played down to the Bears and the Bears absolutely beat the crap out of them. And then they played down to Atlanta and Atlanta almost brought it back. Almost brought it back, but Desmond Ritter threw two very, very crucial interceptions late in that fourth quarter, one to Benjamin St. Juice and the other one to to the linebacker who just made a beautiful play on the ball and made that beautiful interception. Jamin Davis. Thank you very much. Uh, And and by the way, that was his first career interception. So his first career interception ended up clinching the game for the team, but we can't be having these butt clenching games. We can't. I'm 41 years old. I'm too, I'm not, I'm too young to have a heart condition because this team wanna play cardiac games. I can't do it. You know, I already got enough stress in my life. The last stress that I need is this team having these butt clenching. Oh my god, are they gonna pull it out games? I can't deal with that. I just can't. I can't. That's all I got. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm with you. It's it's pretty hard to watch, and um it's uh I'm happy for YouTube TV because all of these games are right during the middle of like birthday parties and events for my son. So I'm like sitting there like in the corner, like watching it. Um, and at least I can rewind and like I could be present for a little bit and like rewind and, and go and see some of these things. So I'm I'm watching the games a little bit hodgepodge, but it's almost better for my health that I'm not watching it like in real time. Like, it, it's one because when I do do that, it's very nerve wracking. So I understand where you're coming from, champ. For by sure. the
5: way, by the way, funny story uh one of the last one of the few one of the few times that the ca- the commanders faced the Atlanta Falcons. I actually was watching that game while attending my son's baby shower almost ten years ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's uh, that is pretty funny so um i know your time is short so i do want to get your quick thoughts you know going into this giants game um and then it's kind of this i was talking to her a little bit about it you know you got a giants game then you got the eagles game at home and then you've got this new england game on the road and i really kind of feel like if we want to turn this season around and make the playoffs we gotta try to win two out of these three here uh to give us a little bit of cushion because you know these other teams it's a you know it's a hard division and uh so, what are your thoughts on this uh, pivotal game against the Giants, and then looking forward uh, to the, uh, the two games after that as well?
0: Well, <clears throat> I mean, I, I felt like Buffalo. Um, I don't know, Buffalo is Buffalo sometimes, and that that's what you're going to get sometimes with them. Uh, don't get it twisted though. This Giants defense is very scrappy. Uh, they do get after it, uh, but they do give up. They do give up a lot of yards. So I think they're fourth, they're, they're fifth worst in the league in giving up yards, total yards. So I think it's 364 yards per game. Uh, they are also uh, 31st in uh, giving up rush yards, which is about 147, 147, I believe, yards. They've been giving up about 156 yards per game in their last three on the ground. So my thing is what I'm watching with this running game a lot of times is they're trying to run up the middle and they're not really getting a lot of push. Um, And it's more of a, you know, hand it off push forward. There's no counter. There's no zone blocking, whatever. I think you have to start being a little bit more creative to get guys to get Brian Robinson going. Because right now he's just running right into the backside of his own uh players, and that's not good um but we did see uh, which I did like uh using a combination of uh uh Rodriguez and uh Gibson in the run game, they just have a different style, and uh, I thought they had some things going when they used uh Rodriguez. I just think they have to be more creative with Brian Robinson, his ability to be able to catch we saw the screen uh you know the screen there that he took to the house um they just have to be more creative and they have to be able to have success in the run game because i i think there's no doubt that they can pass the football um it's also one of these things of there is a there's a fine line between saying sam Howell holds the ball too long and he does uh on occasion um and He's taking too many sacks, too many hits, too many sacks. And somehow they've got to help him be able to get the ball out a little bit quicker, whether that's more three-step drops, more slants, more quick stuff. Um, We saw Terry McLaurin getting open on those short ones, five, six yards type plays. And you still got a Curtis uh, Samuel that's playing great ball. Got to find a way to get him involved and got to find a way to get Dotson to catch footballs. Like, it's just weird. Um, I I believe he'll get there, but, uh, this is going to be a game. I don't know who's going to start at quarterback. It's a little early to find that out right now. Um, but whether you have Tyrod, whether you have, uh, you know, you know, Daniel, I I don't know. Uh, you just going to have to play sound football and you're going to have to get pressure on them. And they, they have a Saquon Barkley that is back. And we know that this team gives up big plays in the run game. So you're going to have to force them take away something. Here I go saying this again, when they don't take away nothing, take away something from them and force the Giants to do what they don't do well. And that's past the football because quarterbacks are getting killed. I mean, that's why Danny Dimes is sitting where he is right now, even though it should be called Danny interception. But um, they've got to take something away. And EB's got to be a little bit more balanced. Because I can't use the excuse that they were behind against the Falcons. They just got a little pass happy, and some of those calls were good. They just didn't work out. But don't give the defense an ability to tee off on you because you're passing so much. So somewhere they've got to find that fine line. But I, I think Sam Howell's playing, despite taking too many sacks and unnecessary sacks when you probably should get rid of the ball. Um, and you're taking losses and getting yourself out of field goal range, stuff like that, uh, he's playing good ball. And they have just got to find a way to be more balanced on offense. And like I said, defense has got to come in and take something away. And to to go with what Champ was saying, it's not so much that they you, – you said it too, Robbie. It's not so much that they play down the people. It's just that people come in prepared and get up for games – and we come in flat every time. That's coaching. Cause look at look at Ron Rivera on the sideline, that blank stare, whole hum, flat looking face, no emotion. That's what the team looks like. So, at some point, you got to come out and you got to be aggressive. And really, your defensive coordinator is the same way. Whole hum, dumb look on his face, stupid scheme, and getting burnt every week got to come out and you got to punch people in the mouth because they sure enough coming in and punching Washington in the mouth uh, when they can. So that's what you're going to have to do because this Giants team is scrappy and it's in New York. We already know how that goes for Washington in New York. So they're going to have to come in with a little attitude and come in to take something from someone not to be led around in hopes to win a
5: game.
1: Yeah, I, we've, I can't remember if we've ever had a, laugh, a laugher of a game against New York. Like, it's always close. It's always a defensive slugfest. Um, Yeah, it's – I would love for us to have a game where we we're up big and we held on to that. I just – I don't ever see that happening against a team like the Giants. And, yeah, I think that, yeah you know, their defense is the real deal. I mean, the fact they were able to hold the Bills down for that long of the game, I mean – I still can't believe that ending and they probably should have got it in there but yeah. it was just a crazy game for sure but I'm I'm happy that we have this opportunity for sure. Anyway, for sure. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um do you need to let people know what's happening on the Notland show this week. Uh this week
0: we'll be talking about the fall nationals with the NHRA. We only got two playoff races and points leads have changed dramatically. Um, guys who thought that they were on the road to uh possibly clinching a championship are now hoping that folks trip up in front of them, uh, because they're pretty much their destiny is in someone else's hands. Uh, we're going to talk a little NFL with uh, uh Chris James, we're going to talk about some of the five and one teams and some of the five and one teams that are kind of a surprise and uh, see and see which ones uh, might actually be uh, a potential Super Bowl contender. And then, of course, in the last hour, going to bring on uh, our guy from Sports Journey, Bob Matthews, and we're going to talk some Commanders football, and we're going to kind of analyze this Giants game and see what needs to be done in order for the Commanders to get a win on the road in
1: New York. Sounds great. Yeah. So just a little scoring update in this Monday night football game. Uh, The Chargers got the ball in really great field position, getting the ball uh, about the 50 yard line. Uh, But they unfortunately stalled and ended up with just a field goal. So now the game is tied 10-10, minute and eight seconds left in the third. Um, Arizona put up a couple of runs there. Now it's the end of the seventh, and it's five to three, but the game is getting much closer in that baseball game as well. So, uh, Dujanay, a great show last week. Um, And I'm excited for your show this week. I hope that everyone is able to tune in. Um, uh, You can basically find him, not blamed, you know, 21 on everywhere. Anything else that we should know about before we let you go?
0: Uh, Champ, get ready. 25th, our middle segment is wrestling. So, get ready. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Yes, sir. And subscribe. It's at The Not Bland Show on YouTube. Subscribe and uh, hit the bell, man. Hit the bell. Y'all have a great show, man. This is always a blast during the season, and hopefully they can keep winning.
1: Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, links are in um, the description as well for the audio podcast, and on that page, you can actually find links to the Facebook, the YouTube um, and um, some of their other stuff as well, including finding them on iHeartRadio, Radio, uh, Spotify, uh, all the different stuff. So again, the Not Bland Show, um, and all of his information can also be found in our, uh, you yeah, know, our podcast partners actually it's i need to swap that that's your old show but you can find out more information um on the uh, team sports othp uh button and it's got all of your links to all your articles and stuff like that so appreciate you bro um, of course thank you and uh we'll talk to you next week
0: all right man later
1: peace Uh, all right so uh with that we'll bring in a rune um uh to be our next guest um on uh talking a little bit of uh more commanders and also talking about the NFL in general. It's been a big week for you, champ. Uh, I did see that Sith has squeaked ahead even of you and uh, taking a, a one-game lead. I, I misspoke on your podcast. I thought you you were tied for a lot of the day, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, he did take a one-game lead, I believe, over you uh, going into tonight's action. I'm not sure if you guys pick differently tonight, uh, but it's it's been uh, quite a fun uh, pick them. A year, uh, some interesting surprises for sure. But Arun, I'm gonna uh, welcome you in now and get your quick thoughts on the commanders, uh, before we talk about the NFL in general.
5: Ooh.
3: So, uh, I think Arun, are you there? Nope,
6: I think
1: you're. Oh, what's going on in the room? I don't know. He says it's yeah. not the... There we go. I got there
6: Okay, um yeah, so I thought the running game they it wasn't really there for the commanders, but they still like were able their defense made Ritter look really bad and um but people were chanting for Taylor Heineke at the stadium. But overall uh the Falcons they're I think like if the commanders came out with this kind of effort uh, the past couple of games maybe they would have won. Not only
5: were they chanting for Taylor Heineken, but also it was so, it it was suddenly Matt Ryan homecoming day because he was doing uh commentary in the broadcast booth, and so they was doing a whole bunch of hyping him up too. Yeah, so
6: (laughs) Matt Ryan, bring Matt Ryan, bring Heineken, bring I don't know, (laughs) well, whoever RG3. (laughs) Yeah, they just didn't have it. The um, Kyle Pitts had a good game, but other than that, the the commander's defense like was much better and like they should have brought this against the bears. Maybe it was a short week, but I think if they had lost this game, Ron Rivera would have been on the hot seat even more than before. And um, he was able to get a win. He was able to get them up for this game. Now he has to get them up for the giants.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the giants for a second. Orin, did you get to watch any of that Buffalo giants game?
6: Um, I've followed it. Um, Tyrod Taylor, got the start instead of uh, Daniel Jones, and it was supposed to be a 14-point spread, but the Giants' defense actually kept uh, them in it, and uh, the Bills, they blew out uh, the Commanders, uh, but they, for some reason, I think they take like some of these New York teams more lightly, like the Jets. They lost to when Aaron Rodgers got injured, and they played the Giants without Daniel Jones, and uh, I think if the Giants were able to get some Semblance of offense, they may have pulled up the upset, but it just goes to show that the commanders can't take the Giants lightly. Even, like the Bills almost lost to them, and the Bills are one of the top teams in the NFL. And then they can't, Washington needs to have momentum, they can't be inconsistent like they they can't lose like they did against the Bears. They have to play. Like they're playing the Bills, or I mean, like they're playing the Eagles, or like give that kind of effort to start out the game and finish the game strong.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott just uh, played Houdini, threw it across his you know, chest. They always tell you not to do it into the middle of the field. And a great spin move gets him out of a tackle. And he ultimately goes, uh, Pollard, went uh, his 80 reception yards? um now uh but that was probably like 50 yards or so right there um it was a crazy play and unfortunately that sets them up in in the red zone first and 10 14.03 left in the fourth quarter um and uh man that's that's frustrating because the game was tied and I felt like momentum was going slightly towards the chargers but now with this uh, I think that um yeah, you know, unfortunately, the boys have got that back a little bit. Uh, but uh, what sort of? I'll, I'll talk to Champ first. Uh, were there any other games that you found really interesting in this week's uh, NFL action? Um, I will say first and foremost,
5: uh, yes, Sith has a one-game lead over me, but we differ on the winner of this game, this Monday Night Football game. He's picking the Chargers. I pick the cowboys which is sacrilege being a long-time washington football team fan but i did pick the cowboys to win this game so if they do win we will end up being tied for first in the Pick'em league but i think what's interesting i think a lot a big story that came out of this week is anthony richardson the rookie uh first round pick for the uh the the colts their quarterback might be looking at season-ending shoulder surgery on his on his grade three sprain of his AC joint. Uh, he's already been put on IR, so he's going to miss four games. But now this story's coming out now that he's looking at season-ending surgery, and now it's talking about he is going to end up being out the rest of the season. So think about that for a second, that this kid gets drafted in the top 10 and is supposed to be the franchise quarterback for the Colts. And now he's about to miss the rest of his rookie season on an injury after week six. I mean, that's crazy. But when I look at other games that happened on this week, I think the one game that intrigued me outside of, uh, of course, the uh, commanders and the and the Falcons was the uh, was. In that same game where Richard got hurt, Jacksonville actually really showed up and really showed out. Not only that, but then Miami also bounced back as well. After they got blown out the week prior, they came back and Tua went out and had a, had a game. And Tyree Hill had a game. Not only did Tyree Hill have a game, but one of his touchdown catches, he went and grabbed the, his cell phone and did a backflip selfie as a celebration. So I'm pretty sure he's going to catch a fine for that but I'm pretty sure he doesn't care because of the fact that he got that off. But this is a very unique uh, week of uh, of football in that, you know, you saw some, you saw a team like Miami bounce back after they, uh, after they got blown out the week prior, you see a team like the 49ers who lost uh, Brandon, who lost Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the same game lose to Cleveland in the last, in the last minutes of the, of the game. Uh, you see Joe Burrow, who's still struggling. He's only had one really good game in six games this season. He had another subpar game, uh, and it's just it's just crazy to see how the season already playing out when we're only six games into the season. We're a third of the way through. We're almost a th- we're pretty much a third of the way through, and we're seeing a lot of different things. But I think the big thing that I think a lot of people are, people are looking at is the fact that the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets Ended the undefeated streak of the of the Philadelphia Eagles exposing Jalen Hurts and really making Jalen Hurts look like a pedestrian quarterback uh with their victory. I think that was a that was a a surprise of all the games out of this week. Uh and the fact that coupling with the 49ers loss, we have no more undefeated teams. Every team now has a loss, has at least one loss on, on their docket. So the 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 dolphins of 72 as well as the patriots of 2009 can can rest easy that no one else is going to have an undefeated season because of the fact that both of those teams lost this week
1: yeah i was really shocked about the uh, the browns one. i did not see that one coming at all i mean i guess i was shocked by both of them i just can't believe that the jets had never beaten the eagles in their franchise history which is just kind of a, a crazy stat um Uh, Arun, what's some of the games that were interesting to you this week?
6: Yeah, the Browns 49ers game, that was probably the big – and then the Jets versus the Eagles. uh, Jets beating not only the Eagles, but they beat the Bills earlier this season. Their defense really shut down uh, Jalen Hurts. And, um, yeah – those those are two games that really stood out to and me.
1: They they almost beat Patrick Mahomes too. I mean, that's kind of crazy because no one everyone thought that once, you know, uh the quarterback goes down at the beginning of the season that they'd have like no chance in the year. and their defense really is um uh, pretty amazing. Um and there's
6: a report that Aaron Rodgers might come back by week thirteen. So
1: is that
5: that's there real? was there, there was a social media post. I'm i I'm being so serious. There's a social media post that show Aaron Rodgers on the field making throws. It looked like he wasn't even limping.
1: That's yeah, that's that's insanity. Um Arun, who did you have in this game? Uh between the um Cowboys and the Chargers. I see that I had the Cowboys. Um
6: uh, I picked the Cowboys to win, I think, but I don't remember if I updated. It on my on ESPN
1: pick skin pick up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just check real quickly just because I'm curious. Uh um, on my blog, I picked the
6: Cowboys. I yeah, you, you
1: picked the Cowboys also in this one. So uh currently they're at second and twelve uh at the uh, 18-yard line. Uh it's drop, it drops back to pass. That's an easy catch for a first down. Uh they'll have a first and goal on the two-yard line. Uh so they're threatening Uh, right now to score there's still 12 23 left in the fourth so plenty of time for them to choke it away um five five to three is the current score uh still in this baseball game uh two outs on the top of the eighth uh so we've been monitoring that game uh as well so it's been a a fun sports night for sure i'm happy that the capitals won uh one thing that was um able to happen i'm going to change our graphic real quickly. Uh, we just got live recordings from the shootout from our correspondent C4, who couldn't join us live on air tonight, but we can show her footage live on air for these wins, um, you know, for the shootout wins. So I'm going to try something. I've never done this before because I've never had someone send me live footage on air. Um, but let me just see if this works. I'm going to try one thing real fast. Um Quick time player wise and this showing up. Hold on. Um sorry, I'm trying to do this on the fly. Um oh, here it is. So I think if I do this and then I hit this button over here, does this show up? On it does, I think. Um Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure that it's showing up live on air. It is. All right, so this is the first goal. Uh, this, sorry, this is uh, TJ Oshie, Uh, and this was his miss. This is the one that Gil was talking about. So he goes down here, uh, and he tries to go wide and shoot it, but um, uh, a good save there by the goalie. Let me see. Can I get the other two to load in on the same window? Um, nope, I have to reshare it. Share screen. Sorry, I'm just learning how to do it. I've never done live video feeds before, but it's cool. I can, like, uh, pick it up and, and put it back. So I think – I don't know if that's – got to share a screen. And... While
5: while Robbie is doing that, can we all – anybody who's out there listening or watching, please say a prayer for Charles Leno and his family. Leno had to miss this past Sunday's uh, Falcons game due to the death of his daughter. Uh so please make sure that you say a prayer to his family because as a father myself and, and Robbie as well, you know, that's one of the things you can't even imagine is burying your children. It's the 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 it's supposed to be that your children bury you, not the other way around. So make sure you say a prayer to Charles Leno and his family.
1: Yeah, that's and what's crazy is I feel like it's not gonna very much play, you know, like people aren't talking about it, people don't want to talk about it. I'm not quite sure know why that is um
5: yeah i mean a tweet a tweet went out prior to the game saying he was uh inactive due to personal reasons but it wasn't stated what the personal reason was but then during the broadcast the announcers uh, mentioned that it was that was what was the reason for his missing the game did
1: they did they say why how he died i missed that
5: no they didn't say how she died but they just said that she passed that's that's all that's all that we know
1: hmm interesting well yeah my heart goes to them for sure um that's brutal all right i i do think that we got the game winning goal now queued up so we got Kuzi hey, uh Cousy here i'm going to play it in in real time and um you guys can't hear it anyway cuz i have a different uh c- computer but so he, he does this really super slow thing that uh, gil was talking about where he deeks like 500 times uh goes back and forth, 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 back and, forth and then Boom. quickly rips it and uh, gets it up and over the, the corner. Um, so uh, very cool uh, to get a live shot of this because then I don't have to have the rights of uh, the NHL network or whatever. And uh, so I really appreciate C4 um, for doing it. It's the only goal that happened in the shootout. Uh, so this is, uh, you can see right there, he gets it up and over. And that's a very cool thing. And uh, now we can say we've live footage on air, which is a cool, I feel like a telestrator, right? You know, hold it here. Yeah. And uh, um, so I appreciate um, C4 for uh, being able to do that. Um, and uh, I'm going to go back to our, um, I do want to talk a little bit about the Ravens game um, uh, and uh, how exciting that game was uh, out in England. Sorry. Um so champ, did you get a chance to watch any of this um game in uh London?
5: Um I didn't watch it but I was following it because of the fact that I had uh, Derrick Henry and Odell Beckham Jr. playing in fantasy. Uh, it looked like a pretty uh, it looked like a pretty good game actually uh, between them with Baltimore coming out on top uh, but Derrick Henry had a really good game um, almost had 100 yards rushing uh, ended up with 97 total uh, uh, at the end but he did have a touchdown. Uh, unfortunately Odell Beckham on the other side of it uh, another struggling game for him. Um, it looks like he they're not getting him in involved in the office as much as they should. Um, and I think that that's something that the Ravens need to really start to focus on because Odell Beckham is a very talented wide receiver, even though he is dealing with an ankle ailment. I think that he can definitely be a, a big part of that offense. And I think they, that needs to happen. Uh, other than that, you know, Lamar Jackson did have a touchdown pass and uh, Justin Tucker had six, field goals in this game six of them so he really was a big the big mvp for the ravens on this one in order to get them the victory over there in london uh very tough one for the ravens but uh a good win for them to uh bounce back after you know to give them a little bit of a bounce back win uh titans need to figure it out and they need to figure it out fast i mean derrick henry clearly is the offensive catalyst for this team because of his running style. And plus he can catch the ball at the backfield as well. Uh, they need to really get that together. Otherwise they're going to struggle this season. They're going to really struggle.
1: Yeah. Special teams was huge. Um, you know, we talked about that in the uh, commanders game, but, uh, big, uh, you know, punt returns, um, for them setting themselves in good field position, uh, just overall, uh, putting themselves in a good place. I mean, the, his longest field goal was only 41 yards and we know Justin Tucker is pretty clutch. Um, and so, um, it was just an interesting back and forth affair. If you were curious about the scoring, uh, it started off with a 41-yard field goal. Then Nick Folk answered with a 26-yard field goal. And Justin Tucker had a 28-yard field goal to end uh, the first quarter. So a lot of kicking uh, in a soccer stadium. And then Justin Tucker got a 23-yard field goal in the second quarter. Lamar Jackson um, passed in a touchdown. Uh, the point after was blocked, which I thought was interesting. Um I can't even remember the last time Justin Tucker got a point after blocked. I uh, made it 15 to three, and then he got a 29 yard field goal to make it 18 uh, three on the other side. In the third quarter, they got a field goal back and they rush um, to the left for a 15 yard touchdown. And they made the point after to make it 18, uh, 13. And then the Ravens got two more field goals in the fourth. And then uh, Titans got a field goal to cut it Um uh to twenty four sixteen, but that's the closest they were able to get. Uh as the onside kick did not um was not successful. Arun, any thoughts on this game?
6: Uh which one? Of the
1: The Baltimore game.
6: The Baltimore game, yeah. The Titans, uh they, they I I don't know, like I thought the Ravens they were coming off a disappointing loss and so they wanted to make it up. They like um they struggled, I think, a little bit also against the Texans, like in Week One, even though they won that game. It's good to see uh, Zay Flowers get his first career touchdown, and uh, uh, let's see if the Ravens can keep it up because that Steelers loss is pretty was a bummer. For uh, I'm not really a big Ravens fan, but I don't really like the Steelers that much. But uh, it's interesting that the Steelers they like they've also been kind of up and down, but. Uh, yeah, it just goes to show anything can happen in the division. And but it, after those kind of devastating losses, it's uh, a good teams come out and respond, and that's what the Ravens did, even if the Titans aren't that good.
1: For sure, they have an interesting matchup against Detroit, who's been uh, one of the really hot teams this uh, year. Um, Arun, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on that matchup?
6: Uh, the yeah, just to, if Jared Goff, sometimes he looks like he's been looking really great. Their schedule, they beat the, the Chiefs in week one. They've taken advantage of some of the softer teams in their schedule, like the Panthers, they just destroyed um, the Bears. Although the Bears, maybe they're not that bad <laughs> given they beat the Commanders, but Lions have just been stopping on teams. Um,
1: Actually, they, they they didn't beat the Bears. They beat Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, and Tampa. Yeah. They haven't actually played the Bears yet. But so, uh, but yeah, they did lose to Seattle, which is such a hit or miss team. I never really know yeah, that what you get from surprising. Seattle.
6: But through, like Seattle hasn't really. I mean, they they haven't been really playing well. Other than after week two, I thought after they beat the Lions, they'd be playing a lot better. But uh, yeah, the Lions they they got um think david montgomery he hurt his ribs but um they jameson williams he had an incredible catch and Armon st brown he's been a great receiver even since last year so um it just depends if jared goff keeps playing mistake free football they're gonna be a really good team down the stretch and they showed it in week one when they beat the chiefs Um, Even though they're playing, um, the Chiefs were playing without their top defensive end, but they've they've been taking care of like their schedule. So the Lions and Ravens game that should, might probably one of the best games next weekend. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, it would be a really good one o'clock game. I'm happy that it's in Baltimore. Um, What champ? What are your thoughts on that game?
5: Um, I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup for the Ravens. Uh, Lions have only lost once this season. Uh, Jared Goff is playing great. He has, he has 1,618 yards passing with 11 touchdowns against three interceptions so far this season. Uh, so he's been playing very well. Uh, St. Brown is going to be the the key to the the Lions' success. Uh, he already has – 38 receptions for 455 yards and three touchdowns so far. Uh, Zay flowers was able to finally score his first NFL touchdown as a rookie. So, I mean, Zay flowers is definitely, as I mentioned earlier, Odell Beckham needs to be involved in office, but so does Zay flowers as well as their top pick. Uh, in this past year's draft. So they're definitely going to have to really get their rod receivers involved. They're definitely going to have to get the running game involved as well. Uh, Guess Edwards is already has a touchdown, but only has 282 yards rushing through six games. So that's not going to get it done. Uh, averaging three, almost four yards a carry so far. So they got to get that They got to get that together and things of that nature. But I think that Baltimore can, uh, they can, they can do some good things, but I've already done my pick for this week, and I'm picking Detroit in this one only because of the fact that uh, they I think that Detroit is just really playing on another level this year. Uh, Jared Goff is playing well, and they're just doing so well. I, I think it's going to be a struggle for Baltimore. Even though they're at home, I think it's going to be a struggle for Baltimore to win this game if they, unless they can get their two – like they can get Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. involved in the the passing game, and they can get the running game going. If they can do that, I think they can win it, but it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, some interesting matchups. Just going to run through it here. We got the Jaguars versus the Saints is the Thursday night football game. Um, And then we got Raiders and Bears. got Browns and and Colts. got the Bills playing the Patriots. Um, And we talked about the Commanders and Giants game. Uh, The Falcons play the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. um, uh, And then uh, Detroit goes to Baltimore. And so that's the end of your one o'clock games. The four o'clock games, Pittsburgh is going to the LA Rams. Um, The Cardinals are playing the Seahawks. uh, And then Green Bay is playing the Denver Broncos and then also the chargers are playing at the chiefs i think that'll be a pretty good win for the chiefs and then the dolphins are playing at the eagles uh i think that's going to be a tough matchup in a lot of ways and then the so that's the sunday night game and tomorrow's or next week's game we will talk about live will be the 49ers and the vikings so i guess we probably won't I get to see Anna live next week since the 49ers are playing, uh, but we'll have the return of C4 and Gil, I'm sure uh, for that one. Uh, but uh, any games that stand out to you or in the next week's slate?
6: Um, as you mentioned, the lions and Ravens stand out. I'm always curious how the commanders do against the giants, even though like uh, Daniel Jones may be out. Um, I don't know, like the other one, the Steelers versus the Rams, seeing um, Cooper Cup and uh, the the standout rookie Puka, and, a, and then the Sunday night game, Dolphins and the Eagles. That should be a pretty epic game. Both, I mean, the Eagles are coming off a bad loss to the Jets, but um, they're playing at home, and that should be a very exciting game. Tua versus Jalen. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And champ, any of these uh, games that's standing out to you?
5: Well, two of them stand out to me, and that's, of course, the Commanders-Giants game. The Commanders have given up almost 130 yards rushing this season uh, so far, and Saquon Barkley is back, and we know that Saquon Barkley can really open up a game if he has a chance, so that front seven is definitely going to have to be on on their toes dealing with him, and then as Hurt mentioned during his segment earlier on, the quarterback situation is going to be the determining factor on whether they win this game, which is if it's Daniel Jones, who's dealing with a neck injury, which he has admitted in an interview that it's the same neck injury that kept him out for quite a few games, a couple seasons ago. Uh, If he's out of this game, then we have to deal with Tyrod Taylor, who's a very mobile quarterback. And we've had struggles with mobile quarterbacks so far this season. So if he's playing, if Tyrod Taylor is starting, we're going to have problems. The other game that intrigues me is the Dolphins-Eagles matchup because you have two very mobile and very, very talented quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles and Tua for the Dolphins. Tua's having a hell of a season uh, with it's already throwing for almost 1,900 yards, 14 touchdowns against five interceptions. Um Hertz's stat line has kind of got hurt after his game against the Jets yesterday. He's got seven touchdown passes against seven interceptions. Uh, I think the running backs is going to be an interesting matchup with Raheem Mostert really showing, like, a resurgence in his career going up against DeAndre Sh- Swift. And then, of course, Tyreek Hill is just a game-changing run- uh, wide receiver, but he'll be going up against A.J. Brown. Uh, they uh, Mostert will be getting a lot more time running because um, – their rookie is down with an injured a knee. He's going to be down for uh, the next four games or maybe even longer. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this game. But this Sunday night game is a very intriguing matchup, whether anybody wants to believe it or not. As a true football fan, this is a great matchup because you have two five and 5-1 teams that are at the top of their divisions with two talented quarterbacks, young quarterbacks who can go out there and sling it. It's going to be either a high, I feel like this is going to be a high, uh, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a shootout, uh, absolutely. And it's going to definitely be a shootout, especially if, uh, if Slay is not playing, he's listed is questionable for this game. So if he's not playing, this is definitely going to be a shootout between these two games, these two teams
1: for sure. Um, I do want to give a little scoring update, uh, in this, uh, um, baseball game. Um, and I'm going to put up the little graphic for a second for that. Uh, so Bryce Harper becomes the fourth um, person in baseball history to hit a home run on his birthday. Uh, they do so in a win. Um, so they take a 1-0 lead in uh, the national league um, uh, champ, uh, Pettit game. So uh, championship game. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, so good for, Uh, Our old friend Bryce Harper, um, and uh, I'm happy for him on his birthday. Again, a big 5-3 victory. Uh, Unfortunately, um, this uh, Cowboys game uh, versus – oh, is that a penalty on them in the end zone? Did they get it? Ooh, first and goal uh, for the uh, Chargers here, 836. Oh, we'll keep it live here uh, for this one. Um, uh, Switch it to full screen over there. Um so this has uh, been an interesting uh, battle uh, so far um and uh it's so it's now second and goal um and uh Arun, what are your, what are your thoughts on this game so far tonight uh
6: i want the cowboys to lose but i don't know i think the that's probably like a home game all the bandwagon LA fans are showing up probably to watch this game so it is what it is, and I that's why I picked Dallas to win, but maybe I'll maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that we're both wrong. Uh drops back to throw it. Oh incomplete. So it's gonna be third and goal here, 754 uh, left in the fourth quarter. Again, the Chargers are down seven to the dreaded Cowboys. And uh so uh we'll hope for um uh, something to pull through here. Um so let me take off the MLB graphic there. Um, I do want to do one little update on the Orioles. Um, uh, it has very
5: a- disappointing what happens to the Orioles. Very yeah,
1: for sure. Um, it'll be too So I'm putting up the see, MLB. Putting up the graphics package for the Orioles. So I do want to point out that they are. Uh, they were the East champs, but the American League really struggled in this playoffs. And uh, uh, that team from Texas, the Rangers, just really took out all of the teams in the American League East. And so it's uh, very frustrating. Uh, this bye week did not do them any favors. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we we're like, oh, they're going to buy they get the injuries right. But all the top seeds uh, in baseball all went down. Um, and uh, so it wasn't just the Orioles uh, that were affected by that and in fact the, you know the Braves went down as well and uh so they're, oh, by the way it's fourth and goal and they are going to go for it uh yeah i'm watching
5: it now i, I put it on on my computer cuz i had to see what's going on
1: yeah unfortunately um they uh the third highest rating of going for it in uh the NFL this coach has but i mean i think you have to at this point 7:15 left i'm not sure that a field goal really does you any favors, especially because you just watched, um, you know, Dallas march down the field. So I think if you're on, you know, within the five yard line, I think it's worth taking a chance, especially because even if you turn it over, they're at least so deep that maybe you can get a interception or a fumble or a safety, um so anyway we'll, we'll keep it here for this uh fourth and goal. Uh, that
5: there that that was a big tackle open field tackle on third and goal to stop them from getting in the end zone by the way. So that was a big play by the Dallas defense.
1: Yep. Up oh, they fake the run and in for the touchdown. Um a big time uh touchdown. The Charger fans are going nuts. Um Everett with the one yard reception there. Uh, makes it 17, 16 with an extra point coming. Um, it would be funny if they went for two here. I don't think they're going to, but. um You know, what's funny is that I'm
5: kind of conflicted because I did pick the Cowboys to win this and to pick them. But I have Justin Herberts as my starting quarterback in one of my fantasy leagues. And that was points for me. So I'm like really torn here.
1: They are gonna kick it here and it's up and it is through. It's a tie game with seven eleven left in the fourth quarter. Um so yeah, we don't have a lot of good things to talk about the Orioles. You know, I'll just quickly say that they were um shut out and uh or sorry, they were swept in the series, uh, which was definitely unfortunate. And it really puts a sour taste in my mouth because I don't know which Texas team I would root for because I don't particularly like the Astros. Uh and obviously the uh what?
5: Root, root
1: for the Astros. I would root for the Astros the, yeah. out You can't root for the
5: fucking
3: rangers.
1: That's right, fair. My wife is saying that I can't root for you, know, the so, fucking rangers. you know what's funny is so... that you know
5: what's funny is that somebody <laughs> I was on, on my uh, on my team meeting today at my job and someone mentioned about the Houston Astros and rooting for them and I had to make sure to remember I had to be a professional and not say oh you mean the cheaters <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah so I don't know it I was... didn't say
5: it though. I didn't say it I didn't say it but I thought it
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to root for either of those teams. Just you know, I don't like either of them. But uh, I do have a lot of family that roots uh, for the Astros, so I I do understand that side of it. But at this point, I'm just kind of rooting for Philly to win it all, which my wife really doesn't want to happen because every time Philly wins it all, there's a recession. Uh, So and we're right on the you know born right now and so she's been rooting hard against Philly every year because of that so I'm like I don't know uh, I, I'm gonna root for them but I can understand that sentimentality so Arun are you gonna watch any more of this uh, baseball playoffs or is it kind of done for you?
6: Um, I'm kind of working my I kind of was paying attention to the Braves and Philly series but it's after the Orioles loss I don't really have like a real rooting interest. I guess maybe I'll be rooting against some team, but it just hasn't come to me yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, All right, Chip, do you have any final thoughts on baseball before uh, we switch to talk a little bit of basketball?
5: The fact that two 100-win teams got swept out of the first round of the playoffs shows you how there's a lot of parity in baseball. And it's just crazy to me that, the two teams that really dominated their divisions are not even in the championship series. It's 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 mind blowing to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just funny because it reminds me of the time where the Nationals beat two hundred win teams on route to their World Series, which now seems like so long ago. Uh, but uh, um, yeah. it was only four years ago, so. Who is this girl that they keep showing that's just going absolutely nuts at this Cowboys game? I want to know who that is too.
5: I really want to know who that is. She's, she's like, not. she's like getting, she's like going in. Like, look yeah, at her.
1: I know that is, that is something. Uh, <laughs> I I wish I could get that excited about anything. Um, you know, she, she. I get uh, I get
5: that <laughs> I get that excited for for Commander's football as well as wrestling. So I mean, yeah, I I, I feel where she's coming from.
1: That's yeah, fair. I'm, All right, let's talk a little bit of Wizards real quickly. I'm going to pull up um, their preseason schedule uh, and how they're doing. Um, And uh, I'll start off by asking either of you guys, have you watched any of this uh, preseason basketball? I'll start off with you, uh, Champ. Um, I didn't.
5: I haven't watched a couple of these matchups so far, but I did follow them because, thank you know, thankfully uh, I have the score app and it gives me uh, scoring updates and things like that. So, you know, the Wizards were able to win their first two. They were able to beat uh, the Taipans. Uh, in a big way, 145 freaking points! I don't remember the last time the Wizards scored that many points in any game, uh, let alone in, in a preseason game. And so, my my thing is is that looking at this, they were one big in their first preseason game, and then they squeaked out one against the Hornets. So my I I, I have that that cautious optimism about this this team i mean this is going to be the first season in a long time that they're going to be playing a regular season without bradley beal so it's going to be interesting to see what this team can do and how they're going to be able to perform i mean they got two more preseason games against the knicks on wednesday and then the raptors on friday before they open things up uh properly on the 25th against the pacers on the road so I'm going to keep a close eye on this preseason and look at what does, what's going on with the preseason to see what's going on before I make any kind of – before I even before I either temper my optimism or hype my optimism and what this team can do this season. Up, down goes Prescott.
1: Yes, that's fourth sack of the game. And I can't believe that Dallas hasn't had a single sack in this whole game. So we've got 6-12 left. Uh, third and 19, a very big sack. I'm just going to go through the scoring of the second game, the Hornets game, because at least let's compare it to NBA-level talent, because clearly the other team you know, didn't have a lot of talent on it. Um, so the Hornets had a big lead after the end of the first quarter, 30-23. to 23. They both scored 22 points in the second quarter. Really great um, uh, defensive effort by the Hornets, in the third quarter, they held the Wizards only 18 points and scored 23. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, the Wizards put up 35 points, which is crazy, and held the Hornets to 17. Uh, and they actually got a, a win with only basically winning one quarter, uh, which is hard to do. Uh, Arun, uh, what are your thoughts on these first two games?
6: Yeah, the first game was a blowout, but the, that team was probably worse than, like, some co- – I think Villanova would have been that – whatever team that – was put out there by Australia. And then the Hornets game, um, the Wizards were down by a big margin. I think uh, Jared Butler, he was pretty big. Um, he was from that Baylor team that won the national championship and he's, I don't know if he's going to get any time on this team because they already have three really decent point guards and Tyus Jones, uh, DeLon Wright, um, I'm forgetting somebody else. And like so he's going to be hard-pressed to find minutes, but he looked really um, good hitting a couple, um, I think a three down the stretch of that game. Uh, Johnny Davis doesn't, he looks like a legit NBA player. He still needs to work on his three-point shot, but he's uh, getting a lot of points in transition. And it's a lot, he looks actually a little bit more athletic, um, but uh, it, uh, Kuzma's looked really good. He's getting anything he wants at the rim pool pool. It's been bit, he was hitting everything against the Australian team. He was missing a lot of shots in the Hornets game. And overall, pretty low-scoring game for the Wizards after putting up 144 points against the Hornets. They would put up less than 100. Um, it's about getting better. And Bilal Koulibaly, he's looks like a um, really good draft pick. He's probably the best. He looks like the best draft pick outside, like, the – the lot, I mean, outside like the top three, like in a really long time I can't remember, probably like Richard Hamilton is the last guy that comes to mind.
1: It's a little bit of an update in this uh, game. So the Cowboys were on the ropes, uh, to take a wrestling term, you know, and you thought they were down and out and two holding penalties on one play by the Chargers, both of them, and they get an automatic first down uh, and then a big running play uh, gets them down. Uh, to the 45-yard uh, line. Um, and um, Dak uh, miss on the throw there on first down. Um, second down, they do a running play, get three there, uh, making it third and long, 445 left in this game, third and seven here. Um, and uh, it's been an interesting matchup here, a very close game for sure. Um, uh, and uh, the upcoming games is real fast. Uh, while we wait for to see how that next play is uh, champ was already talking about it at new york on wednesday and then at toronto on friday um and so we'll, we'll recap both of those games uh next week and then the regular season starts wednesday october 25th at the pacers and then saturday october 28th against memphis and then monday october 30th we play against boston so we'll recap the first two games of the season and have a post game live uh, for that, um, if not overtime or something with the game, and ah, uh, oh, Dallas unfortunately is able to convert. Prescott escapes pressure and a great um, route run right there, and uh, the Did Cowboys, yeah, the Cowboys are. That, had be, that was CD Lamb. That was CD Lamb. So now the Chargers got to hope to get um, to push them back and push them just out of field goal range here. Uh, a running play to get them you know, one or two yards on first down there. Four minutes left in the fourth and uh, the Chargers still have two timeouts left and the Cowboys have one um, and again, this is a tied game. So a lot of games will be the, on Mondays this season. Uh, so we'll be doing a lot of you know, watching game-watching parties and post-games um, in this 10-30 slot uh, going forward. Uh, I'll get each one of you guys a, a final thought on Um, the Wizards. uh, Champ, any other thoughts on the New York or Toronto games?
5: Um, I think that, again, a lot of people don't put a lot of stock in preseason games, but the preseason gives you a good barometer of where the team is at and plus what the coaches are looking at in terms of uh, lineups and things like that going forward in the in the postseasons, in, in the in the regular season. So I think that people need to take some stock in the in the preseason to understand what the coaches want to do in terms of lineups and who they want in there in certain situations and things like that. So I think that these two uh, preseason games should be a good barometer to see where this team is going to be at because apparently, you know, we we talked about this that this is a rebuild year you know they've gotten rid of their franchise play, player in Bradley Bill. Uh they still have Kuzma and uh Kuz is did some did some work against the the Hornets this week uh this game. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm interested to see how they do with these last two preseason games before they start proper on the
1: 25th. Oh, interesting. So the the call on the field, sorry, Really interesting play here. Uh, the Cowboys thought they got a you know a big catch, uh, but he did trap it. No, nah, that's them. that's incomplete, right? And it, but they called it a catch, but then before they even had a chance to review it, they changed the ruling on the field, which I thought was interesting. Um, third and nine here, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Big play uh, coming up. Arun, um, any other thoughts on uh, the Wizards preseason?
6: Uh, just looking for Corey Kispert to kind of get it going. He closed the season off really strong and he looked like he could be like a 20 point per game kind of score of just based on the last couple of games. He hasn't really played that well in the preseason. Um, and just watching also around the league, how Lillard and Giannis will play how Beal looks at their new big three. how Porzingis, he crossed, he had a nice crossover on Daniel house and he's been playing pretty well, even though they said he's injured. He looks pretty much the same, so i um, just getting excited. It's like about a week away from the NBA season, so looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, with that, we're going to take off the NBA graphic and we're going to go back to um, the NFL one, and uh, we're going to watch this play happen uh, live real fast. It's a big play, I think, in this uh, game, third and nine here. Uh, For the Cowboys, they are right on the edge of field goal range. So a sack here could knock them out of that. Um, So we'll see here. There are four for 11 on third downs uh, so far in tonight's game. Uh, The Cowboys, that is. Uh, But um, it's a pass. I'm a little bit behind uh, you, Rocky, so I'm I'm trying to keep up and see what's going on. uh, It's a first down. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, with that, I think um, Erin, any final thoughts that uh, you want to share uh, before we let you go? Uh,
6: yeah. Today's the anniversary of the uh, Dennis, the, the Cardinals losing that game to the Bears and they like uh, gave up a huge lead and Dennis oh, Allen, my God. They, they are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm.
5: So the- and we let them off the hook.
6: Yeah. So happy anniversary to that. And I'll probably be watching that on YouTube after this game is over.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm about to go look for that now. Yeah, for sure. All right. I don't know what just happened there. I think it's some sort of penalty.
6: What? The official wasn't ready.
5: Yeah, I was watching. I'm, I'm watching it now. Like the official was still there, like in the middle of all that. Like he didn't even get uh, get to where he need to be.
1: <laughs> that is such a weird play. Um, all right, first and ten, two forty two left. We'll see if they can hold on to it there. But thank you, Arun, for uh, being a part of the uh, the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
5: Sure. Thanks for having me on. By the way, Robbie, the, the reason for that, what for the stoppage was there was a late substitution and the umpire was trying to get everything sorted before he got out of there. So that's what happened there.
1: Yeah, So um it looks like um uh, on first down they run it to try to force um uh to force them to use a timeout, which they did. So they have one timeout remaining at second and ten. Um is that how you do it? I mean, let me see. I should change the graphic. Does that work? Um, it's not working.
3: I know it should.
1: Weird. All right, there you go. Um, I want you to let everyone know real quickly. Um, oh. I was just watching it play I guess from early in the game so I mean, it's been a tight affair throughout all right let people know uh champ uh what's happening on the no spots podcast and what happened this past weekend and uh what you can uh uh what's coming up in the next week right so uh we had this the the podcast
5: on Sunday and we talked about everything that happened with the fallout from uh from fast lane and we have bow for glory which is Impacts uh, One of Impact's Big Four pay-per-views, that's coming up this Saturday, so we'll be live reacting to that this Saturday. will be myself doing it by myself. Uh, Sith will be hanging out in the chat and things like that, but we have that coming up. So on either Friday of this week or either Saturday before Bound for Glory, we'll be recording the podcast, previewing that pay-per-view um, and things like that. But uh, one of the big wrestling stories that has come out, which we talked about on the podcast, is the fact that Vince McMahon, who is the current executive chairman of WWE, has been pretty much ordered by the uh, CEO of Endeavor, who uh, who is basically the big boss in the merger between uh, Endeavor with UFC and WWE, telling Vince McMahon that he is no longer to be a part of creative control for wwe which is a big sigh of relief for wrestling fans because of the fact that vince mcmahon is so out of touch with the modern professional wrestling realm that this was necessary. So uh, this coming week, we're going to preview Bound for Glory. We're going to talk about everything that happened this week in wrestling. And we're going to just, we're going to have some fun on Saturday when we look at uh, Bound for Glory and everything like that. So yeah, it's going to be a great time. Make sure you check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash true, no spots pop. And I have to give a big shout out To not only Hector, who's been one of our biggest supporters on our our, our, on our live streams, but also to Robbie for being present for uh, our podcast yesterday on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, where I had some very emotional uh, thoughts in my final thoughts, which is very rare that I get that emotional for final thoughts. But uh, I had I had to get some shit off my chest, you know
1: yeah no i agree and we don't usually talk politics on this show i mean our catch phrase is dc sports without the politics but you know my heart goes to all the people you know suffering out in israel right now you know especially as a jewish man last week was very scary you know for me and my family you know my son uh is in a his school is in a building it's a jewish community center you know so they had to have extra police out there you know for the you know, Friday the 13th when, you know, they were calling for like jihad and stuff like that. And so it's just a scary time. So check on, you know, your Jewish friends, people who are from Israel and stuff like that. It's um, something that I don't feel is talked about enough. And, you know, you just don't see, you know, Champ pointed out that you see a lot of bullshit, you know, on Facebook and not a lot of real news and a lot of real conversations about, you know, things that matter. You know, we've already talked about, you know, a player losing a child, you know, tonight on this, you know, and people in, you know, so many children, you know, are dead because of what happened, you know, in the last couple of weeks. And it's just, um, it's troubling, you know, it's a troubling time, Yeah, we try to use sports as an escape as much as we can. And, uh, you know, that's what this show is based on. But, um, you know, it's important that, we, we don't just sweep it all under the rug either. You know, it, it has to still be mentioned and um, yeah, tough time. So real quickly back to this Monday night football game, the Cowboys had some interesting decisions there. They just threw it on um, you know, third and long into the end zone um, with an opportunity to score a touchdown for sure, but it was uh, not a great throw by Dak Prescott, but it stopped the clock Um and so they went for a field goal, and with 2.15, you know, left in the fourth, they end up getting the two minute warning now, where it would have been a lot closer to it. Um, and there's a flag here, it was a short yardage gain, uh, for the Chargers, but they have an opportunity here, champ, to march down the field. Oh, wow, offsides, uh, by the defense, uh, replay first down. Um, and so that was no that the clock that is... throw.
5: Even though that throw from Dak Prescott to Tony Pollard in the end zone wasn't a good one,
1: the rule is if you get your hands on it, you're supposed to catch it. Yeah, he was just so I'm awkward just out of bounds. Ba- I agree, but his hands were on it as he's drifting out of bounds. I just don't know if you can get two feet in. Um, so, uh, a running play there uh, by the Chargers will probably take us to the two minute warning um and so i'm probably gonna end the podcast at least on the facebook side there if you want to watch it live again it's a three-point game we can hope that the chargers uh find a way to come back but uh, we were able to cover a ton of sports this week i uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in you know live on you know facebook uh and um by you know, the way
5: well, begrudgingly i congratulate calais campbell on hitting 100 sacks in his career even though it was against the commanders
1: yes that's true. Um uh yeah, it's kind of a, a surprising I don't know. It it was an interesting they had back to back sacks, right? On that you know drive. and Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a tough time um uh but it is what it is. We escaped with the win, especially with the interceptions. So, hopefully they'll have a good game against the Giants. We got some big two big games in Canada this week uh for the Caps and the last preseason games uh for the wizards um and uh next week should be a fun episode i'm i'm looking forward to that hopefully we'll get another victory monday um anything else we want to shout out before uh, we end the show champ
5: uh no just um like i said no spots podcast we got a couple streams going on this week uh again on either friday or saturday uh midday uh, but either way, regardless of when we do the weekly wrestling podcast, uh, the live stream reactions to Bound for Glory will be Saturday night. So make sure you check us out and make sure you follow my co-host Sith on both Twitter and TikTok at True Dance74. He has some very insightful things to say on those platforms, as well as his podcast, Sith's Basement, which you can find on Spotify. He's got a lot of countdowns on old school movies and things of that nature. So make sure you check him out as
1: well. Yeah. I- um, yeah, you know, he's sort of I'm happy that we still have a show on the True Radio Network that's not all just sports. You know, that's one of the things that we were known for, is that we had a lot of sports, but we also had a lot of other content too. And so I'm happy that he can kind of spearhead um you know the other side of the content field. And yeah, you know, Sith has been a big member of this show in the past. We'll have to get him back on one of these uh end of uh round tables. Maybe I'll I'll contact him to see if he wants to be a part of uh next week's um you know roundtable while Tim's still out. Um yeah, I'd love to have him back on. He's yeah killing the uh the game and making predictions. Uh he might be tied uh if the score still holds on here with the champ. Um and I'm just a couple of games behind you guys. Uh but it's been really tight and exciting. Uh fantasy, um, or pick'em uh this year. And uh shout out to my father-in-law who's right up there with us, and dujanay um is right there too, and so is Hurt. So um, and, uh, Aruna is just a couple games behind as well. So it's been really good. Um, Oh, huge sack though to start, uh, to force a third down, uh, with the clock running, uh, we'll see what the chargers get up and, uh, what, what they're going to do here on third down. But with that, we're going to end the audio podcast, uh, and our Facebook live. I uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and being a part of DC sports on the Hill podcast, uh, D- it's sorry, Sports Without podcast, DC Sports Without the Politics. We're episode 317. This was Caps Return live game. Uh, they got a win in the shootout, uh, victory Monday for the Commanders where they defeat Atlanta. And we talked about DMV sports, including Baltimore, uh, Orioles, and the Ravens, and also the NFL at large. And we also talked a little bit of Wizards preseason basketball. So appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, with that, we'll end our Facebook Live. Thank you, everybody. And uh, thank you for listening to the audio podcast.
5: No kigianyo. Sayonara.